Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 24th edition, brought to you by Onnit, Draft Beast, and TrigTent.com. Uh, we did undergo some technical difficulties. Maybe we still have them. I don't know. I'm not sure if you all can see us. I'm not sure if you all can hear us right now. But if not, then uh, you all can watch it after the fact on Fightful.com. Uh, we, we had some technical difficulties earlier. It said that we had no viewers on the stream, but, uh, yeah, I, I have confirmed that it, it works. Thank God. Anyway, I did this whole thing. I, I already did the pitches, the on it pitches, you know, go to the podcast page, click the on it link. You'll look like Seth Rollins. As soon as you pop one of the T pluses, that's all you got to do. Don't like crush it up and snort it or freebase it or anything. But I mean, Take the alpha brain. You'll work real hard. Then I went into this deal where I put over Alex Palowski because he has been promoted to associate editor. It's going to alleviate a lot of pressure from me. It's going to allow for more of Alex's work. It's going to allow for more interesting work from myself. But, uh, Alex, yeah, you're full-time with us now. Yes, uh, I am. I'm very excited uh, to be part of this. Full-time uh, allows me to uh, – be stay-at-home dad in about uh, two and a half months. So uh, looking forward to that too. Um, but uh, I, this is uh, what I love and doing what you love for money. Can't beat that with a stick. It's a pretty good job. And as I told you when we had the conversation today, there's a lot of give and take. A lot of people yep. think that it's a very easy job, but it's not a very easy job. It is a very cool job. Yeah, I'll say that. It's a very, very cool job. I like doing it. I think you will as well. There's a lot of give and take in this, and that is uh, the fact that we need you guys to go to draftbeast.com and sign up and go to fightful.com and sign up and go to trigtent.com and, I don't know, talk about Hillary and Trump and go to <laughs> onit.com and buy all those supplements. If you all haven't, 
Go to Fightful.com. Register for the free accounts. You'll get early access to our shows with Matt Riddle and Vince Russo. Uh, you'll notice that I release some of them to the public on Monday. If you want early access to those, Thursday, Friday. Uh, some of you complained about Matt's production quality and stuff. We got him a mic. He's good to go there. Lots of fun stuff. But we are really excited to have Alex on full-time. He's going to be doing a lot. He's going to be doing some editing for us. He's going to be uh, doing more of his unique style of coverage, which I like. But, but Alex, it's the end of an era. You aren't covering main event or superstars anymore. No, no. I, I, we've shoved that on to somebody else, and I couldn't be happier. David Tease, this psycho, David Tease, I love the guy. He's a psychopath. He's He's got to be a masochist in some no. to, to volunteer to do main event and superstars on top of all of the work he does elsewhere for us. That's ridiculous. Not only that, he covers, I'm not making this up, Alaskan fighting championships. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Like, I messaged him. I've said this on the other podcast. I messaged him and I've been like, David, my man. You don't got to do that. Nobody's going to be pissy if you don't cover Alaskan Fighting Championships live. You can do that after the fact. And he said, you know what? I'm watching it anyway. I'm going to do it. You can't get much better than that out of a guy like David Teeth. So uh, we're also very happy to have him on. Of course, guys, our boxing section growing and growing and growing. Carlos Toro and Darren Doyle doing great work there. Lots of cool stuff coming to Fightful.com. Lots of fun stuff. Tons of fun stuff. Now, we had some news emerge today. Before we get into Raw, uh, we had some news emerge that Flow Combat, Flow Sports rather, is getting into the pro wrestling streaming game. Now, technically, I don't know if they can they would be considered a competitor. They're going to do a little news. I like the guys over at Flow. Uh, Dwayne Finley is a friend of mine. I really like and respect Jeremy Botter. They are getting into the streaming sports game, or not the streaming sports. They've been in the streaming sports game, and they've been in it very well. But the streaming wrestling game, Alex, Evolve, which features Fightful.com's very own Matt Riddle, will be on uh, Flow Slam, I believe it is. Flow mm-hmm. Slam. So you all will get the opportunity to watch Matt there. Uh, their streams are very reliable from what I understand. What do you think this does for the landscape of independent pro wrestling? Because we have the High Spots Network, we have New Japan Network, WWE Network, but now a little something different. Right. I mean, it, it can't hurt. I mean, uh, the all those independent um, promotions and the wrestlers for them being to get, be able to get out to a wider audience, that's always good. Um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they go from here, what, what other brands they add to it. Uh, just evolve is pretty cool, but to add other things to it as well, there's uh, there was some talk that I saw online of ROH, Ring of Honor, um, uh, a couple others that I, I'm blanking on right now, but um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where, where it comes from here. Uh, there was some something I read where somebody said how how uh, how WWE feels about it since evolve was kind of there, like uh unofficial official minor league thing before uh before uh, nxt like single a ball and now they've chosen to sign with with a you know quote-unquote competitor uh that's interesting uh the whole thing is just a really cool way i mean I, i'm not sure we have much longer before you can pretty much watch any wrestling promotion around the world 
from wherever Except you Except PWG. Right. <laughs> they flat out said no to Flow Slam. They flat out said no to Fight. They have no interest in streaming. Now, a big reason for that is a lot of their talent is con- has television contracts right. elsewhere. What's really interesting about this Flow Slam situation is WWE's involvement. And WWE's fingerprints are a little bit of everywhere. It's a really weird situation. So WWE invested in Flow Sports a few months ago. They had a big round of investors and had no problem raising money from what I understand. But WWE has also had a hand in Evolve. Now, this is a competing streaming service to WWE. But it is a little bit different. Also, WWE's finger – there are rumors that Ring of Honor could join. I think that would be a good idea because nobody's paying that much for Ring of Honor's pay-per-views anymore, not the $40 they charge. I would try to get on there if I were them. But Matt Riddle mentioned on the air with us a few weeks ago – when he messaged or didn't message, I think he, he talked to Gerald Briscoe or he talked to somebody, maybe it was Regal or Triple H, can't remember, about him going to Ring of Honor. He said, listen, I don't want to mess up my end to WWE. You all cool if I do this? They said, how about you go to Evolve? And they set him up with that. So they've done that as well. They have steered wrestlers away from Ring of Honor and towards Evolve. And now those wrestlers that they have steered in that direction, it may just be Matt. I don't know. But they will now be featured on a competing streaming service. Now, what this does is it brings more availability to wrestling fans because we just had two straight weekends where there's no Ring of Honor pay-per-view. There's no TNA pay-per-view. There's no WWE pay-per-view. There's no UFC pay-per-view. We had a Bellator show. It wasn't a big one. But we had two really, really dead weekends. That might not happen as much now i don't think that shine's gonna get that much attention i think evolve might i think evolve it's already a cult product but i think it could really evolve pun totally intended (laughs) it's a very interesting time for pro wrestling and i had somebody that said well are you worried and i'm like i'm not worried one of our podcasters is going to be heavily featured on this Streaming service. I'm stoked. I'm excited. I think that's great. The better that they do, the better that Evolve does, the better that Fightful.com and and Matt Riddle, who has become a friend, does. So very excited about that. Now, I guess we have to fill out some time talking about this Monday Night Raw. Um, (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Um, I'll say this. I love Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah. This guy's he's great. great. He's he's fantastic. I mean, he a, a guy his size who who is as natural as he is, like moving. I mean, he he motors around the ring, and just the, the when. Well, I mean, I guess if we're skipping to it. Uh, there's a point where where uh, Jericho is looking for the list, and he comes around and. He finds Braun Strowman holding it, and he says, give me the list. And Braun Strowman just looks at him in dead plans. Say please. And it's just it's just so great. I, I, I love him so much. He knows exactly what he is. Yeah, uh, if you are on Twitter, uh, give him a follow on Twitter. He, he tweets the most ridiculous stuff about how he's going to kill a man with a sword and 
it's just ridiculous. He he has a hashtag he's created for himself, Monster Among Men. He's just uh, I love the guy. I really. I do. saw him at the Arnold Sports Festival and. The Arnold Sports Festival is a unique thing because, like, generally when you're around pro wrestlers, they're bigger than life all the time. Like, I remember the first time I – the first interview I ever had was Al Snow. And Al Snow was not known as a big wrestler. Now, Al may have had a little help recently, but his arm – this is 09 – was about the size of my torso. He was huge. Now, at the Arnold Classic, you see so many – so many people are abusing copious amounts of steroids that they make the WWE wrestlers look normal, especially NXT guys, because a lot of them are smaller. Braun Strowman was different. He stood out among everybody there. Yeah. Uh, I think he can be special. He does look like a star, which a lot of people always think is a big deal. But he can talk. He can move a little bit. He's showing signs of improvement, and they have him in an angle that I am interested in. I am stoked to see him face Sami Zayn because I want to see how he does. I'm rooting for him to do well, but I'm rooting for Sami Zayn to get a really good match out of him because Sami Zayn, how can you dislike that guy? Right. No, the stuff they did last week where he called out, you know, I'm going to go into the back and handle this on my own. And then Sami came out, did the shove. uh, He walked away. But the backstage interview that, that, I don't know, Tiny Latina interviewer number three had with uh, Sami Zayn, where she's like, why did you pick a fight with Braun Strowman? And he said, because nobody else is going to. And I'm like, that's that's a guy you want to root for. Somebody's yeah. got to stand up to the bully, and I'm going to. That's that's great. Like, how do you not root for that guy? Um, but, yeah, um, Braun Strowman, Sami Zayn is the thing I think that can have legs. I mean, I'm assuming they add it to uh, Hell in a Cell at some point this week uh, and do it this Sunday. I'm, I'm anticipating if they do that to have a decisive brawn victory and then something else that happens maybe at, at Survivor Series. But this could, this could continue all the way to the Rumble. Oh, you know what I want at Survivor Series? What's that? I want Braun Strowman to do the – I can't remember which guy did. Was it Yokozuna who killed everybody on his team and then the other team? Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? No, it might – ah, gosh. That's so. It was ago. like I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna find out. Dude, uh, that was that needs to be the Braun Strowman thing. He needs to kill everybody. Uh, <laughs> while you're finding oh, that, great news. Me, while, while you're finding that, let me read this one tweet from Braun Strowman. It says, "Men do not fear swords; they fear monsters. They run from them. By putting one man to the stake, I spared ten more." Hot damn. <laughs> that guy's great. <laughs> See, that's why I wanted him to be in a uh, a, a stable with with Bo Dallas, where they just did crazy poetry slams together. <laughs> I think this is a little bit better than a poetry slam gimmick. Oh, oh, sure, but I I, I never could have imagined they were going to put Braun in a in a feud with Sami Zayn. I thought he was going to have him crush jobbers for six months. It was Big Show. That's who killed everybody on his team and the other team. Yes. Uh, right before his title win. Right before he turned face, probably, too. So, good news. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this, this marketing strategy here. Every week, Vince Russo does a Raw blog for us. And as you all know, he hates the show. I just got his Raw blog this week. It is titled, <laughs> Reviewing Raw Through the Eyes of a Ten-Year-Old. So, we'll talk about the first segment. This is what Vince had to say. 
I loved how Chris Jericho refused to wrestle until the person who stole his list gave it back. This was so funny. My eight-year-old brother said, why doesn't he just write another list? What an idiot. I kicked him. What? (laughs) And I quote, Stephanie McMahon is so pretty, but why does she have to be so mean to all the wrestlers? This is what we're paying him for, you guys. Well, he's not Right now, Vince is pulling the old Ric Flair. Fire me. I'm already fired. (laughs) He's not wrong about the Jericho thing. Jericho was out there behaving like a third grader. Yes. Um, And, I mean, he he can make it work. But it's hard to take anybody seriously in this angle when you have everyone coming out and saying, okay, buddy, listen, I know you miss your blankie. We're going to find it. But right now we got to go to grandma's house. You know what I mean? Like, that's basically what the, the tone of everything was. It's like, no, I'm not getting in the car until you find Mr. Snuggles. Like, that's basically what he was doing. And then to have... He made Seth cornball by association. Right. And Seth comes out and he holds the list behind his back. And then he switches hands. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid and ridiculous. And this is what they think we want. Because they let off the and show with it. They're very fortunate that all three men in this segment are over. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're very fortunate because it's the only way they got away with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just like, like I said. Luckily, they now Stephanie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty eh. much. Pretty much. I'll say that much. Yeah. Enzo Amore versus Carl Anderson. Now, uh, Lou Gallows has got to lay off the friggin' spray tanner. Oh, Holy man, it's shit! Bad. It's bad. It's bad, man. He is. And I love Carl Anderson, but they they neuter these guys on the microphone. Really? Really? Well, well, here's the thing. Um, first of all, they haven't done anything cool with Enzo and Cass in forever. But yeah. the bit where they cut off Enzo and Cass's mics, and, and Enzo's like using his own fist. I think this one's on. And he does his shtick into his fist. And awesome. the entire crowd does it for him to make it louder. That was one of the coolest things they've done with them ever. And yeah. it's, it's, oh, it's enough for me to be like, okay, I see where these guys could go from here. Like, make them into something really special, because they are. The, the crowd loves them. Um, and I don't know what, what this is going to do, them feuding with the terrible guns and gallows. I, they got to do the storyline where ends I mean it's such a it's a such a story that's just there and they can do it with any team where Enzo realizes he's the one that always loses mm-hmm. he doesn't have confidence in himself he says I started to doubt myself when I got the concussion right that's such an easy easy thing to do like maybe they're backstage at survivor series and they run into the vaude villains or like imagine if they start that before like they start this this thing where he doubts himself before and then he meets the VOD villains because this is the only way they're going to meet is in this Survivor Series tag match. You got a limited amount of time to do this. Mm -hmm. Do it. Make them something fun. That's a storyline that you can do without the titles. You don't need the titles on them for that. Right. But it's a way to make them interesting and, and cat, you know, Enzo say like, you know, I've heard, I've heard people talk. I know they think you'd be better off on your own. And Cass can be like, I've heard that too, but I don't want to be. Right. And they you help the little guy find himself. Shit. It's, that's yeah. an easy story. In, in another, two months in that. 
in an alternate dimension where that injury never actually occurred, I wonder if you run a kayfabe injury angle, where 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 like you know Gallows and Anderson isolate Enzo and really really hurt him to the point where he can't continue. I'd do it anyway. And then Cass goes. Well, I mean, like the whole thing is that it might be too soon. For everyone to kind of like, well, remember he did this shit. They brought up Reed Flair dying in an angle <laughs> last year. Come on. Yeah, you're right. It's the WWE. They'll do anything. Yeah, they exploited Eddie Guerrero's death and Paul Bearer's death and everybody's yeah. death. They don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. But other than again, I didn't actually watch Rick Reed Flair die on pay per view where I thought I was watching that happen to Enzo. Like that's the th- different that's thing true. for me. That was that, that, that was, was horrifying. Scary. I did not know scary. if he had broken his neck on that thing. So that was that was a thing for me. But I mean they gotta do something with these guys. You know, and speaking of doing something with somebody, do something with guns and gallows or ship them back to Japan where they belong. Because if you're gonna use them like this, that's criminal. You have Anderson lost to Cass last week in like ninety seconds, and he lost to to Enzo this week because he was stupid enough to stick his head out where it could get big booted. By Cass, you know, it was just. Why do they need to be on Raw? Why couldn't they have been on SmackDown? AJ Styles was doing fine without them. Yeah, I mean, let let me just say that he's doing fine without them. He's a special talent, and we all knew that. I don't think we knew how special he would be in WWE, but he could use them, and they could use him, and SmackDown could use them. He could use them. They need him. They do. You know, they there's not working right now. And here's the thing, they only need him because WWE has rendered it to where they need him. Right. Because when they came in, they had a huge buzz about them. In oh, January, yeah. I was cu- – oh, my God, that week when the news broke that AJ was leaving, then Gallows is leaving, yeah. then Anderson's leaving, yeah. Yeah. then Nakamura was leaving. If you want me to be quite, quite honest, I interviewed him, Anderson, about three or four weeks before that. And I just – I had to just ask, just throw it out there, hey, any – Shot, you'll join WWE. I didn't really – he wasn't the WWE type. And he was like, yeah, man, there's been conversations. I'm like, sure, buddy. What are those? And then three weeks later, they're the hottest thing on the internet, along with Nakamura and AJ Styles. Th- that, that story was the hottest thing going, and they didn't capitalize on it. WWE didn't strike when the iron was hot. Not only that, they took that hot iron, they stuck it in the freezer, they poured water all over it, turned it into an ice block, and threw it outside. For the winter. We get these pre-taped Rusev and Roman Reigns promos that further reiterate that Rusev is a goddamn baby face. Yes, he so is. He lists all the horrible things that Roman Reigns has done to him and says, says I'm going to get you back here. And, and I'm, you, it's just you and me locked in that cell. I'm going to avenge all of the horrible things that you've done to my wife and said about my family. I'm going to destroy you. I'm not afraid of you. When was the last time you ever saw a heel say to the baby face, I'm not afraid of you? That's a, that's a baby face line. And then later you have Roman Reigns who says, it hasn't been personal up until now, but I'm going to make it personal. But you made it personal when you interrupted their damn wedding, you freak, you, you horrible monster. Why don't you see this about yourself? You're a sociopath. So. I have an Australian friend who hopefully hopefully we can get her to do some work for the site, but she she does some acting and she did this monologue. 
I think she talked about how she was forced to undergo an abortion or something. It was a monologue. It was a fictional monologue. Right. Rusev's promo reminded me of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I felt so bad. I felt so bad for her. That's how good she was in this monologue. Yeah. And I felt so bad for Rusev after this. I'm like, that poor man. That poor man. I have people that come here and attack my personal life on the podcast page. And I'm like, shit. That's that's where I cross the line. Listen, you want to talk some shit to me, that's fine. But, you know, I'll have fun with it, but that's crossing the line. Rusev channeled my inner feelings. I was like, these people, they're attacking my family. They're coming after me. They're coming after Rusev, too. I feel you, Rusev. He was forced to undergo an abortion by Roman Reigns, basically. And I don't like you, Roman. No. I don't like you. New Day versus uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Sheamus and Cesaro win. Because I, you never get anything for the first time on a pay-per-view. Nope. Nope. I mean, there's a, a lot there was a couple of, here. Was a match. Couple of... There was a spot in there that they absolutely should have saved for the pay-per-view, even if they did this, this match. The, the, when, when, when Kofi did the, the tope over, this, over the back body drop by Big E directly yeah. into an uppercut, like from Cesaro, yeah. that was... That was amazing. It happens a lot. Like, I remember last year Ryback was doing, like, slingshots to the outside yeah. on Raw before a pay-per-view where he had the same match. And I'm like, dude, save that for, save for the pape. Yeah, save it for when you're, they're paying for it. Because, uh, yeah, I, I again, this whole thing is, like, New Day comes out and they say words. You know, they're just being New Day. Like, oh, Cesaro's pretty great. And then there's Sheamus, right? Like, it reinforcing that these guys can't possibly work together. And then they show us that they really can't, even though she, even though they won the match, they weren't working together properly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and, and if, if we're all right and we all think that demolition has run afoul of Vince and new day is going to beat that record, then Seamus and Cesaro aren't winning on Sunday either. So demolition stays running afoul on yeah. Vince. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're out there using the gimmick everywhere egregiously. Yeah. When yeah. when Vince has been like, "Hey, will you cut? Will you cut that shit out, please?" Yeah, no, it, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it it really does feel to me like like nobody who's got a belt is losing it on Sunday. I don't know. I I did like that they they mentioned the Bill Simmons thing, and then you know, the match was, was fine. Sure, yeah, no, but, the match the match was fine, but I wish I had seen it on on Sunday with a little few extra things thrown in. Chris Jericho's backstage looking for the list. We, we've talked about this. He eventually finds it with Braun Strowman. But before then, he runs into Titus, the Shining Stars, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is so utterly pointless. But Titus O'Neil was complimented for his scarf. Yeah, that was great. This whole thing, this is, a, this is a, another perfect example of how Jericho can take anything and make it at least passable. Because that backstage in the locker room was would have been awful with anybody else, but him like doing a take to to Titus's scarf, uh, and uh, and like, like doing a breathing exercise with Jinder Mahal and turning it into a stupid idiot, like that's he's just so great, and I'm going to miss him when he goes on tour with Fozzie, whenever that is. You, you know what would have been a funny joke that only you and I would have gotten? <laughs> What's that? If Chris Jericho leaned over next to Titus and said, here, I think you dropped this, and handed him a microphone. 
Yeah, it's true. Only, uh, only, only we would have gotten. Only, only the two of us had because we're the only two that have watched his backstage promo. <laughs> the yeah. Uh, hey, working full time for Fightful ain't all good, guys. I promise. <laughs> right. We have to watch this stuff. <laughs> Dana Brooke versus Bailey. This was such an indie show oh, piece of horseshit. Yes. What was this? Dana Brooke no, no. came out. She's she's improved on the mic a little bit, but challenges Bailey to do an arm wrestling match and makes her. Use her injured arm, and the crowd hates it. And the crowd hates Dana it. beats her, and they get into a fight, and like, Dana ends up running away. This is the thing: Dana comes out, and she it's it's been it's being said that after she won last week, she demanded a rematch, which makes no sense. No one ever demands a rematch after they win a match. So. Uh, they okay, so we have this thing, but it's her doing. Oh, and then oh, now it's a wrestling arm wrestling match. It just it was there was boring chance, and this is stupid. And the crowd wasn't wrong. Like I hate that they're doing this to Bailey and Dana, but they're not wrong. You know, the, this was stupid. Yeah. It was boring, and they in and I, I what I hope is that the that and I know this isn't the case that the people in back hear those chants and realize it's about them. Not about Dana and Bailey. It's about the decisions that they have made in putting this thing together. But nobody in the back has any amount of like you know uh, any kind of awareness about themselves, so they won't actually look at that. <laughs> They'll think, oh, somehow, oh my God, they don't like Bailey anymore. What are we going to do about that? I guess we should, you know, book her in a feud with Summer Ray when she gets back. Uh, uh. <laughs> As, okay, now I, I want to ask you this. Yeah. Because I'll be quite honest, you've seen more Naomi and Summer Rae matches than I have. And you've spoken highly of Naomi in the past. Yeah. I want a match between Naomi and Summer Rae, 10 minutes, and if they can't put on a good one, get them the hell out of here. Because yeah. I'm tired of the hypotheticals that I keep hearing from people. Well, they're great workers. They're athletic. I want to see it. I don't want to see people hitting each other with their asses and doing moves with the splits and shit. Right. And wrestle. Um, if not... They got like 400 yeah. girls at the performance center right now. Yeah, no. Uh, I I have more faith in Naomi than than you do or most people probably. Um her I, I just feel I, her interest is great. I think that that she's one of those it's that old nursery rhyme or something that the little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead and when she was good she was very very good, but when she was bad she was horrid. That's her. She has really high highs and really low lows. She can botch something pretty bad, but some of the stuff she does is great. I wish they would have her do that more rather than the, you know, Jimmy Speedball super the crazy kicks. Oh, my oh, God. She doesn't – okay, now, those she are got bad. a lot of flack for those. Well, the reason why they look so good when, when Mike Bailey does them is because he yeah, turns yeah. his – turns his hips when he throws them. It's it's a, it's a fundamental thing you got to do when you sure. throw kicks like that. She doesn't do that. And maybe she just needs somebody to show her. Right. I'm pretty sure at some point Daniel Bryan said to his wife, "Listen, lady. If you're doing my kicks, please do them right." And he probably showed her how to do them. Yeah. And you'll notice that at a certain point in time, they stopped looking bad and they started looking at least passable. Right. Now, I don't know if I don't know which one she's married to, Jimmy or Jay, but maybe he'll take them aside and say, hey, do these a little bit different. In Summer Rake's case, having her barely wrestle over three months isn't going to help much. I know she's hurt, but uh, she doesn't wrestle anymore. 
She just doesn't wrestle. Also, I want to say this. I think Tamina is – I don't think we see her wrestle in WWE again. Mm-mm. She was downhill after the ACL surgery. She's been gone. That's, a, that's one they just got to let go. And if she does come back, have her put somebody over, then just it, – it's, it's her time. It's her time. I really hate to bury the show because I want to enjoy the show, but tonight I did not enjoy the show. And we were treated to a match between two errand boys – in Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Oh, okay. Aaron so, boys. Is, yeah. That's what they are. Yeah, they are. Um, Bo could be much more than that. And hell, you know, Curtis probably could be if they booked him in any way, but they, they're, they're they not going try. to. They did try yeah. once. Yeah. But I mean, they gave up and, you know, it's one of those things. But um, I, I like that they have, uh, that they're, that they're, addressing this breakup because the way the social outcasts kind of came apart during the draft, um, it didn't make any sense to me that they would draft Bo and Curtis to raw, not draft Heath at all. And then never have Bo and Curtis interact ever again. They're on the same. They used to be best friends when they're social outcasts, when they had Heath around now that Heath's been removed, they can't like talk to each other anymore. So I like that they're having this. They, they, there's continuity in any form in WWE. Is so it's, it's like a unicorn. When I see it, I'm drawn to it. Like it's so rare. And this is interesting to me. Um, but the match wasn't great. The whole thing about you're like, I'm I'm from this hometown, which to me is like that's Vince is definitely going to make you lose. Uh, that didn't do anything for me. The fact that now he's wrestling in tights again. Like, are they starting something new with Curtis Axel? Because he was doing the cargo shorts for so long. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, they're not. Now, uh, yeah, that's a thing WWE does. If you're in your hometown, more often than not, they're going to have you lose to put heat on a heel that they think needs yeah. it. Now it's time, you guys. For Vince Russo's perspective on this segment. Now, keep in mind, this is him reviewing Raw Raw through the eyes of a 10-year-old. This goes up early tomorrow morning. Fightful.com, go and register for a free account. You'll never need a credit card or anything like that. If you ever pull up an article and it prompts you to go to that login page, we're working on that to, to educate you on that a little bit better. It's absolutely free. Just register. It says, I don't know who these those Bo and Axel guys were. This kind of bored me. I asked Daddy to take me to the bathroom during this match. I did number two. Good one, Vince. Wait, 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 wait. Future and stand-up comedy, that Vince guy. He's heading to the UK this week. I don't know when we're doing our show, but we are. Who knows? So, Golden Truth with Mark Henry versus Shining Stars with Titus O'Neil. This was also pointless. Golden Truth wins. It, I, what? Like, this is, like, they've they've stretched out like them trying to sell fake Rolexes to Mark Henry into two weeks of programming. Like, why does this match exist on television? You, like, you, they already went over by, like, ten minutes, you know? <laughs> you know? You know the one bright spot I see in this? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop. 
and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Is that hopefully next year, Mark Henry can get his Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal win. Because I thought he was going to retire after this year's. Mm -hmm. I hope he gets it next year. I hope they, because they don't use that trophy for anything, uh, any other story. There's no other story. No. I want it to be his swan song. He's earned all, it. All they do is keep announcing that Baron Corbin won it, like, what, seven and a half and months ago? You know, like it's. And then that's, that's fine that they do that, I guess. It's better than them not mentioning it, mentioning it at all. But, and, and I was fine with Big Show winning it, too, by the way, because. Sometimes you just got to have that big dude win the battle royal. Right, right. You just got to do it, or else after so long, you can't build him as a threat in the battle royal anymore. Oh, boy. The aforementioned uh, Australian actress, I was about an hour behind on Raw at this point. And I was starting to get some unusual messages like, oh, boy, oh, crap, oh, Christ. And I was like, what's going on? This promo is what was going on. And I caught up on it with the quickness, and I was started. I pieced together those puzzle pieces, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." I wish I could say exactly the terms in which I used in regards to this segment, but I'd probably get fired from my job. <laughs> Sasha Banks and Charlotte. This was so shitty, especially between those two. And as our social media guy Kyler James pointed out, go follow him, by the way, guys. He said, Mick Foley put them over for creating history, then immediately tried to talk them out of making history. Yep. Yep. What? Yep. Now that this, Why? What I wrote was that he says, he says, you know, some people say that hell in a cell might be too brutal for women to compete in, but it's a new era and women can accomplish anything. Having said that, you totally shouldn't do this. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. None. Like, none. And to have him just, just howl and scream like some kind of crazy man. The beard doesn't help that look, by the way. Um, at these two women about how, do, do you know, man, that cell, it's going to follow you around. It's, you're, you're not even going to know. You're going to turn around and it's going to be there. That cell's going to be there. Like, like he's, like he's... He should have done this in reverse order. <laughs> and then when they said, we know what we're getting into. Oh, Sasha saying, I've studied every Hell in a Cell match on the WWE Network. <laughs> so scripted and oh. so bad. So bad. So bad. Like, watch. And it's like, and just, see you in Boston. See you in hell. What's the whole thing? This <laughs> is the second time they used that line, too. Because Roman said, I'll see you in hell to, in his oh, terrible God. promo to Rusev. To having just Charlotte screech at Mick Foley about how you don't know anything, I'm ready for this, and it's, it was just I don't know what how they thought this was going to sell the match in a way that just showing here's what you do have a just put together a two and a half minute uh, video package of their matches in NXT and the last couple ones they've had in WWE. Just play that. Why I can't Roman get a squash match. 
Why can't he obliterate some poor jobber the yeah. week before? Yeah. And then you know what I would do? I would have him meet Rusev on the ramp. A bunch of security has to come out. That way they know beforehand you got to keep them separated. Yep. And then Rusev destroys a jobber right after him. They try to one-up each other in killing jobbers, and they stare each other down something, anything. Just, I don't know. Jesus. But, yeah, that promo sucked. Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan. Now, now, they're fine in the ring. Not going to complain about anything there. I don't know what the hell they're doing with this division. I have no idea, no direction. TJ Perkins is on commentary. They make him very vanilla. They did this backstage vignette that, again, made me feel terrible for the heel because Brian Kendrick is sitting there saying, I feel I, I need to feed my family like I fed you. Remember that guy when you were homeless? And I fed you. And TJ Perkins is back there like, oh, hey, mister, press pause real quick or I'm going to have to press reset on our friendship. Because at Hell in a Cell, I'm going to spam the turbo button on your butt. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Why? Uh, None of this makes any sense. Like three weeks ago, you had Rich Swan lose cling to Tony Nese. And now two weeks later, three weeks later, whatever, he beats the number one contender clean. But that doesn't change who's the number one contender on Sunday. It doesn't put Rich Swan into the match at all. None of that happens. Um, I've said – I'll keep saying, I'm really interested in the Brian Kendrick, I'm not good enough anymore to just beat a guy. I got to do underhanded stuff to even get a win. I know that about myself and and that – self-awareness is a really cool thing because no wrestlers are self-aware. Um, but this this thing where he was like basically begging TJP, throw the match so I can win, so I can get another shot, is nothing I've ever seen, which I don't know is makes it terrible or interesting. I don't know where they're going with this, and I have no confidence in them being able to do anything with this. I sh- why should now, I? I would be more interested in this if TJ Perkins hadn't lost to Brian Kendrick. I'm okay with Kendrick losing right. and this happening, but Perkins has to have his number. Like they have to have a creative way to do that because I see Kendrick as a guy. I'm like, damn, yeah, I've been fired before. I've had that concern. I've been worried about paying my bills and stuff. I feel it. I understand that. I can relate to that. What I can't relate is to some douche nozzle saying, I'm going to go left, right, up, down, ABBA on on you on Sunday in the middle of all this. I can't relate to that. It's such bad writing. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's not TJ's fault. No, no. It's, it's people who haven't picked up a controller since. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, select, start. It's people who haven't done that. So they don't know. They Oh, he likes video games, right? Kids like video games. Well, let's, you know, let's make him this guy who talks about video games all the time. You can do that. See, you can do that with, like, Xavier Woods will do that and make it natural. This guy is just obvious, like, whoa, whoa, put the, push the reset button. You know, like, it's just, ah. Uh, my God. Oh, I'm so disappointed in this. <laughs> By the way, guys, Thursday, our own Brandon Howard will have exclusive financial analysis. 
on the WWE. Uh, I think they're they're releasing their quarterlies, so you won't find that kind of coverage anywhere but Fightful.com. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff for you. Uh, he also broke down the Raw versus SmackDown ratings. That is in our exclusive section as well. Check that out. So Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. This was weird. This was weird that WWE thought it was going to get the kind of reaction they wanted. I wasn't into Paul Heyman's fake stuttering. It got to be annoying. Not, it was really annoying. It, you could tell Brock thought it was hilarious that it didn't get the reaction that it, that it thought it, that they thought it would. How do you go to Brock's hometown and expect him to get a negative reaction against Goldberg, who over the past, oh, I don't know, probably the past 17 years has been polarizing at best. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this was, uh, it did not make any sense to me. None of this made any sense to me, what they were trying for. It almost felt like, like Paul was rebelling against the creative by doing the stuttering thing, like it just it did, did that didn't make any sense to me. That's not something that Paul Heyman does. Um, the idea that they're begging Goldberg chance, like even by having like say, hey, if you if you guys keep saying cheering for Goldberg, then Brock's gonna have to come out into the into the audience and smash one of you guys because you know what what crowd wouldn't go bloodthirsty for that? But not there. Not not in not in Minneapolis, you know what I mean. There's other things you could do. Is is it? I mean, I guess the problem is they don't have a nice lower mid card baby face that everybody loves to cheer for. Like if if Brock came out and 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 just destroyed James Ellsworth, you know what I mean. Like that's what you have to do something like that to get to build the real heat on Brock Brock Lesnar because a too big of a percentage of the fans just like watching him chuck dudes around the ring and they're not going to boo him. They're just not going to do it. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that you could expect them to start doing it, even with being egged on by, by Heyman. Also guys, your prayers have been called. We found somebody to cover total Bellas. It's not Vince. It's not Alex, but we found somebody that'll be covered from here on out. Yeah, this this was and and the the Heyman segments have gotten weaker as time has went on, and I mean it's not like he has a lot to build off of anyway. But you know, people that now uh, I hate to draw this comparison, but there are a lot of people that have no hope for the Lesnar Goldberg match. I'm not one of those people, right? Because Lesnar and the Undertaker had a terrible match at WrestleMania, and then had some good matches after that. So hopefully. A similar thing happens. I'm not going to hold my breath, but you never know. They're teasing the Owens-Jericho dissension. When do you think they pull the trigger on it? Oh, also, I want to say this. Stephanie tried to emasculate somebody, kind of did, and then Jericho said, Tough titty, says the kitty. I'm not wrestling until I find my goddamn list. Right. Right. I like that. Then after that, she said, well, if you don't, I'll suspend you, which is just like <laughs> just her just, just pulling that one out at any point she wants to. Um, uh, gosh, this whole thing has just been so frustrating. Um, 
I, I don't know. We, we don't know how long it's going to be, but it's going to be entirely dictated, I feel, by when Jericho leaves to go tour with Fozzie, with his rock band. Um, Just signed a new record deal, by the way. And he'll, he'll want to promote that in some fashion. And that's totally cool, and that's, it's in his contract that he gets to do that, and they've kept him around a lot longer than they thought they were going to. So, But every, every single Raw that we still have him is... As bad as the rest of it is, is a, it's a gift. It's the gift of Jericho, and we all need to drink it in, man. Because when he's gone, I don't know what there's going to be, what levity there's going to be around. Um, and uh, they're teasing it, and, and I, I, I just I don't like it because I, I, there's nothing on the horizon to say, well, they're going to use it as a breakup here. Maybe somehow they have like a match at Summer a Survivor Series, just a one-on-one match, two Canadians going at it, and that's if that's Jericho's goodbye. I'm I'm cool with that. I would I would think they would be part of the Survivor Series matches, but maybe that's not in the cards. With the main event, which was kind of pointless until, the, like you said, the last thirty seconds, Rollins pinned both men. It was a fine match. Nothing wrong with it. Per usual on Raw, most of the, most matches you see on Raw are going to be at least fine. Seth Rollins lays out or gets laid out by Kevin Owens, who does basically a callback to the Sami Zayn uh, turn, where he power bombs him on the apron. I thought it was a good way to end the show, yeah. strong way to end the show. Yes, uh, made Kevin Owens, re- you know, he all, all the goofing around he's been doing with Chris Jericho. He needed something serious like this, and I'm glad they gave it to him. There's, um, there's been a, a trend in Kevin Owens with Jericho where he used to be as goofy as Jericho. But over the past couple of weeks, starting with, I think, that terrible segment they had backstage with Danny Masterson and Ashton Kutcher, where eventually Owens just got tired of talking to them and said, yeah, I'm going to go down to the ring because i got a match. And he wasn't part of that anymore. And since then, it's been more like about that, where like Jericho is like, well, I... My my list. I gotta find my list. And and Owens like, dude, we'll find your list later. We have to beat up Seth Rollins. Like he's kind of a no nonsense thing, which is which is what I want from my heel champion. And this is the first time they've allowed him to look strong, basically since he's had the belt. You know, like like him really like being the Kevin Owens that 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 we all like love to hate in NXT and when he first came up to the main roster. That's the guy that I've been wanting to see as champ. So you had this 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 whole segment, which was, you know, we all just thought that eventually that that in this match, Jericho was going to turn on Owens, even if by accident, by, you know, throws a throws a punch, but his the, his cocks his elbow back and hits Owens, something like that. But that never happened. They were on the same page. They lost in a really hokey little way. Fine. But immediately after that, they, they commenced the beatdown, which is what, your heels should do at this point. I love the idea that it was Rollins not being able to let it go that led to him then being powerbombed on the apron. Like he just would not stay down. He wouldn't let it go. And eventually Owen said, enough, I'm, I'm putting you down. You're going to stay down. And that's something that was really good. What's interesting, though, was that Jericho had, had walked to the back faster than Owen's and apparently it wasn't near a t- TV because he never came back out after Rollins got up from the, from the original beatdown. He just like, oh, no, I'm sure you got it, buddy. 
<laughs> which was just kind of interesting. I echo the sentiments. That was raw. We can get some comments now. Yeah. Uh, it's also something pretty telling, I think. Number three raw draft pick is injured, Finn Balor. Number five raw draft pick, Brock Lesnar, is rarely there. The number nine raw draft pick, Chris Jericho, may not be around very long. Number 14 raw draft pick, Big Show, has not been on the show since then. Number 15, Nia Jax is never on Raw anymore. Number 16, Neville. <laughs> I think he exists. Who knows? Uh, was he on Superstars today? Did we ever find out who was in Superstars? Yeah, he was. He was on Superstars. What else we got? Somebody says, <laughs> should tell you about Raw. Somebody says, I finally watched Ghostbusters. It wasn't that bad. You know what? <laughs> I'll agree with one exception. It would have been a lot better if they didn't portray all men as complete morons in the movie. Yeah, would have been fine. Yeah. I laughed. I liked yeah. it. But they they portrayed everyone as morons. Somebody says, Sean, what's going on the, with the beard? Okay. I had to trim it down a little bit. I'm going to Halloween this weekend as Bill Murray from Space Jam. So i got to kind of whittle it down a little bit, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I can't be a bearded Bill Murray from Space Jam. Come on. Get real. By the way, guys, we have more live viewing parties than any other website in the world. Somebody says that David Tease had a great live viewing party for Bellator last Friday. He sure as hell did. Every Bellator show there is, every UFC show there is, WWE show there is, from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Cruiserweight Classic when it's on, Lucha Underground, TNA Impact. We're doing it. Also, uh, live in New Japan coverage. Whenever they stream something on New Japan World, David Tease covers that too. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Now, we don't have Alex covering main event and superstars. I felt, and you all know how much time he puts into that, that time could be better used elsewhere. <laughs> like, sure I guess he John Cena saying that Nikki Bella is his favorite thing to eat. I think that Alex could have done something cool with that. So there yeah. you go. When when do your duties officially start? November seventh, I think we said. I think we said that. Yeah, that's when I'll be full time, so I can, you know, take care of business, get a, a few things in order, and get ready to uh, jump on this train full time. Still no UFC shows for two weeks. Two weeks. By the way, I got to mention this: Uriah Faber retiring, thirty-seven years old. His last fight will be in December. There's a lot of people that are. Kind of romanticizing Uriah Faber. I think that he was a good fighter who couldn't beat really good opponents, with a couple of exceptions. He beat a young Dominic Cruz. But then that, you look up and down that record, I don't think that he is, as some people are saying, on the Mount Rushmore of MMA. I, I wouldn't go that far. But he popularized the lighter weight fighters, uh, I think. In my, in my estimation, he did. He was the first superstar of all those Sad to see him go, but glad that he's getting to hang them up in Sacramento. I think he's going to beat Brad Pickett as well. He'll probably get to go out with a win. Shane Carwin says that he has accepted a fight with Fedor Emelianenko in Ryzen. If that's true, I think Carwin can beat him. I really do. I think Carwin still has the punching power. Well, we know he at least has the punching power to knock out uh, Jason Ellis. Also... You boys are going to like this. UFC has eliminated its anti-piracy division, so go crazy, guys. It's the Wild West out here, Alex. Yep. (laughs) 
Antonio Bigfoot Silva now a free agent. He's probably signing with Ryzen so he can get on that TRT. Send in question, guys, questions, guys. Fightful.com. Go to the podcast page. Leave them there. Uh, you know what? I might answer some from the YouTube savages. They they bitch at me, but I'll I'll do it. I'll, I'll answer a couple questions from the uh, YouTube savages. Somebody says, bring back Flash Funk. Hell yeah, bring back Flash Funk. Too Cold Scorpio is the jam. What do you think, Alex? Uh, I was a huge Too Cold Scorpio mark back in the day. I loved Too Cold Scorpio. Uh, I loved fantastic. him stepping. Remember he used to do the step? Yeah. <laughs> I remember him showing up as Ron Simmons' mystery partner. Yeah. Um, during a WCW event, and I had never seen like flips like that in wrestling. No, no, no. Like, uh, he's also he was not a small dude, so he was doing a no. He's, when he busted out the four fifty, when I first saw the four fifty, I thought my brain broke. Like that's <laughs> like you know, like like at that that time in, in wrestling history, you just didn't see that, especially from a dude who was as big and as muscular as he was. Yeah, like five like, eleven and two thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, that was not a thirty. Yeah, people don't realize how big that really is. Like, yeah. that's twenty five. That, that's that's a UFC heavyweight. Yeah, that's like Kane Velasquez. Not Kane Velasquez. But that's a big man. It's a yep. big man doing that stuff. Uh, for those of you not familiar, guys, our fightful podcasts every weekday. Also, I mean Monday nights we do the post Raw show. Obviously, Tuesday night post SmackDown show. Wednesday evening we do. Uh, MMA with Showdown Joe Thursday afternoons. Go register Fightful.com to get early access to the Matt Riddle show where we talk MMA, pro wrestling, all kinds of stuff. We're obviously going to talk the WWN Flow Slam stuff this Thursday. Fridays with Vince Russo that maybe switched around a little bit this week. We talk all kinds of news, BS it a little bit. We also do post-UFC shows, post-WWE pay-per-view shows, all kinds of cool stuff. The New Japan Wrestle Kingdom trailer is up on the site right now. Alex, you got anything that you're looking for, looking forward to this week in pro wrestling? Um, I'm always looking forward to SmackDown. I mean, I don't have to cover it, so I just get to watch it, which is nice. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they do with that. Um, plus, uh, Lucha and NXT; those are my jams. Those are probably my two favorite shows to watch. Um, yeah, uh, I'm at this point. I am not looking forward to Hell in a Cell. Um, amazingly enough, I I think it might be good, but I'm not I'm not like oh I can't wait for Sunday, you know I, I I felt like I was I was that way for no mercy, but I'm not that way for Hell in a Cell, which is crazy. I usually love those matches. Let's take a look at this card real quick. We'll we'll do some predictions really quickly since this All is right. the Raw show. Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. If I'm WWE, I put the club over here because they need it, and I would I would love to further that. Enzo is the weak link storyline. Uh, yeah, especially if they're on the pre-show. If pre-show doesn't matter. If they're kicking off the main show, I feel like they put the, the baby faces over to get a big pop out of the crowd. But I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I agree with you. That's what they should do, but they might not. They might just say, well, we, we want to give you know the good guys uh, a big win. New Day versus Sorrow and Sheamus. I think New Day should win this, and what I think should happen, if I were WWE, I would have Cesaro and Sheamus, instead of going their separate ways, come really close when they're not working together to winning the title, 
And then finally backstage, they're like, imagine if we work together and they earn their way back. And if they get over that way, then maybe they can be the ones to unseat them a couple months down the line after the demolition record's been broken. If they work together, I think they could be a, a, a real ass-kicking duo, Alex. Yeah, if they work, if they work together, uh, and that's that's the problem is that they've shown no signs of that yet. Uh, it would require one of them to turn. You know what I mean? I mean, either they wrestle babyface or they wrestle heel, and there's one of each on that team. So I don't know which one that how that goes, uh, but I think everyone really loves rooting for Cesaro so much that, but it's also going to be a really tough sell to get people to root for Sheamus after everything you've done to, to make him, you know, be unroot forable to have him, you know, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a lost cause, but I would love to see it come out the way you're describing. I just don't feel like that's a possibility at this point. Guys, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up. That really helps. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page. You get tons of you watching the videos. Just subscribe to the damn page. TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. Do you think Kendrick gets it done here? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that he is working that sympathy angle. He might have another promo with Perkins. Uh before their match at, at that uh, at the pay per view, and where he kind of convinces maybe Perkins to go a little easy on him, and Perkins hesitates at one point where he has the match won, and then Kendrick steals it and proves to to, to Perkins you can't trust anybody, especially me, kind of a thing. Um, but I I think they got to pull the trigger with Kendrick sooner or later. They're dragging this out a little too long. I agree. Completely agree with that. Now, here is perhaps the most interesting prediction of the night. What match goes on last, Alex? Here's here's why. Here's what I say. I think it's going to be Roman versus Rusev, and here's why. Oh. I know, me too. Because I think, <laughs> I think that they're, they're that they want to put over Roman as the most important guy still. That's still it's still Vince's show, and that's still the way he thinks. And I think that one of the spots in that match will be a spear to Rusev through the cage. And once you've broken the cage, you're not having other matches afterwards. So I feel like that's that's going to be part of that's going to fit, you know factor into that match. Um, but for both of those reasons, I think that that match goes on last. I don't want it to. It should go on first of the three, but. I think that's what they're going to do. Personally, I would pull the trigger and have Charlotte and Sasha go on last because you teased it and then you pulled it back, and that's kind of a dick move. So just have them do it. Just have the main event it. I hadn't thought of your, your spear through the cage thing, but it makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. Sasha and Charlotte have history on their side already, being in a hell in a cell. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens don't need to break the cage. I don't think the WWE thinks that. Rusev and Reigns do. Now, they started with that triple main event BS. Yeah. We know the formula there. We know what that means. That's their way of – that's the same thing. Like, CM Punk complained about it on the podcast. Come on. That's not really three main events. There's one main event. Yeah. One main event. 
Yeah, I think Reigns wins the, the Rusev match. I think we've established that. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Who you got? Uh, I've got Owens. I've got Owens uh, because it's still too early. They still have more things they can do with that, especially doing something with um, with Jericho to, to break up that up, that that feud up. Uh, maybe it is needed though. Um, I just don't. I I don't feel like I'm ready to root for this Seth Rollins yet. He hasn't completed the babyface turn, and I don't think he does until he gets his hands on Triple H again. And I don't think that's Let him happening. Be the captain of the New Day again. <laughs> That'd be nice, but I don't think they're doing that. Uh, I think that the, the, this this whole turn of Seth Rollins won't be complete until he's doing this thing with uh, with Triple H, and I don't think that's happening at Hell in a Cell. Guys, go visit uh, Fightful.com as always. Please, throughout the day, the night, the morning, the early morning, don't sleep. Just go to the site, please. Just please. Please do it. <laughs> Share it on Facebook, Reddit, in Facebook groups, Twitter, all that good stuffs. Share our stories. We have little buttons that allow you to. It's pretty cool. Also, follow us on Twitter at Fightful Online and on Facebook at Fightful Online. Cool stuff there. Does Sasha Banks get it done or does Charlotte extend her pay per view winning streak? I think if they go on last, Charlotte wins. See, I think if they go on last, Sasha wins. Yeah. Gosh, it's it's such it's so tough. I love the idea of keeping Charlotte's pay per view win streak alive. You know, I love that idea that she can get it done there, but um, but she can't on Raw and vice versa. You know, you could really put something in it that Sasha cannot beat charlotte when the lights are the brightest i think that's a really cool thing that you could do and you could carry that all the way to mania i think hot potatoing the title between the two is okay i'm not opposed to that with these two yeah i like that charlotte said it on any given night either one of them can beat each other i'm okay with that a long-ass title reign doesn't necessarily mean that much did the rock ever have a long-ass title reign i don't think he did yeah uh, I I really love the idea of these two. I love the idea of these two being in some kind of crazy blood feud that lasts for years. If that's the case, they need to make it that, because right now it's not doesn't have the build necessary to, you know, the Hell in a Cell matches are we can't we have to contain them in some way, otherwise they'll they'll melt the arena with the fire of their hatred. And that's not what this is. I mean, that's not uh, always the case. Like Kane well, and Mankind, that's, I don't remember that's that. That's what it used to be. Like that was what. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's what I the, the ones I remember are stuff like the original Lesnar versus uh, Undertaker, and how crazy that that was. You know, I mean, those are things that I remember as being things that like we can't we have to put them in this because that's the only way to settle the feud, and that's this doesn't feel like that. It feels like they could just do another great match. Make it a ladder match. I don't know. Do something. But it's, yeah, it just didn't feel. Doesn't feel like it's necessary now. But I'm. I'm. This is the. This is the match that ultimately I am the most excited for, until they announce Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. Because if yeah, that I'm, I'm stoked for that. If that match is announced, that immediately is my main event of the night. Yes, and I think Strowman would win that. Me too. 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, subscribe, like, join Fightful.com. Really helps out. Spread the word of Fightful.com. Our success is very dependent on you. We want to make this site exactly what you want it to be. You can go to Fightful.com, get all of your pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing news. If you haven't been there a while, go to Fightful.com slash MMA, slash wrestling, slash boxing. You have individualized homepages for the news now. That way you don't have to filter anything. You just have them there. Go ahead and bookmark them. Visit them 932 times a day. Alex, anything to tell the people before we go? Uh, no, just uh, keep it locked to Fightful for all of our coverage of all this glorious world of professional wrestling. Um, my reaction pieces. And MMA and boxing. And MMA and boxing, right. But primarily <laughs> for wrestling since that's what I write about. Uh, <laughs> Although we are the only true crossover website, and I think that is very cool, even though I am not involved in the other two parts of those things. Um, and frankly, I have no idea how I could at this point. I am so immersed in wrestling. The idea of like following two other things at the same point would just be nuts. But, uh, but yeah, uh, my reaction pieces to uh, uh, Raw and SmackDown and Lucha and NXT, those come out. And now I don't have to write about main event superstars anymore. So happy for that. Uh, but you can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Pulowski the Fourth. That's P A W L O W S K I T H E. The numeral four T H. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. As always, guys, follow me at Sean Rossap. You can find me with that nifty little blue check mark next to my name because I am way more important than Alex. Well, you've also been doing this a lot longer than I have. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Maybe. I'll catch up to you in about five years. No, you won't, because then I'll have... That's true. I'll catch up to yeah, where you hell? are now in, you know, five years or so. Wrong. <laughs> You're such a nasty woman. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, until tomorrow night, we are out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.